What is up, guys? Combat Addict here. We didn't have an episode of My Mouth Does the Talking last week, and for that, I apologize. Um, I'm trying to remember what exactly went down last week that made it so that we didn't do that, but to be honest, I really can't even remember. Um, in any case, we're here now. We're here now. I just had breakfast, so that was cool. I'm noticing right now that I still even sound tired, but that's all right. Um, and I got that, I got that morning voice, you know what I'm saying? I got that, that low groggy, croaky kind of ribbit voice. So we're working with that right now. In any case, <clears throat> we got a couple things talk about to talk about today i'll take a look at them uh so i figured out that i have got um what they call alpha thalassemia uh and that's basically like a harmless condition but it it uh, means that <clears throat> my blood cells are a little bit smaller than the blood cells of other people. Um, specifically, the condition, I believe, is something like I've got, I think it's 1B2A gene on my, on my alleles. I think I got one. And because I have one, uh, my blood cells are just a little bit smaller, something like that. Anyways, I don't know what the specific, the specific prescription of it is. The point is it doesn't have any effect on me. Um, but this also makes it so that my white blood cell count is, I mean, this is what they told me in the very beginning. This is old, the uh, my blood cell count is lower than the standard. This is what I was told originally. So because I've got this alpha thalassemia thing and, you know, my blood cells are smaller than other people's, then I also have a lower white blood cell count, which is obviously concerning because white blood cells, that's your immune system basically, or a part of it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a biological guy. But this is, this is basically the part of your body that fights off viruses and infections and stuff like that, right? So if you got a low white blood cell count, I mean, that's kind of like, I'm pretty sure like people with AIDS don't have any white blood cells, right? So that's like the similar idea. Like if you don't have, you know, enough white blood cells, you get sick pretty easy. And I wasn't like particularly worried about this because I haven't done anything, you know, incredibly drastic in, in, in my life that would make it so that I have, you know, a low white blood cell count. You know what I mean? It's not like I was doing anything crazy. I wasn't, I wasn't eating, you know, raw, raw crawfish the other day. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> getting some sort of parasite. I just got the hiccups. This is going to be a hiccup podcast. I can already tell. Um, I wasn't eating raw crawfish the other day. You know what I'm saying? And contracting a parasite that could mess with my, my blood cell count. You know, I wasn't out at a, at a brothel or something, you know, 
being being promiscuous. I, I I'm a pretty regular, straight edge guy. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't do much of anything. So so I was I wasn't really worried about it. I was like, well, that's probably just you know how I've been my entire life, and um, it, it's not a big deal, I'm sure. But I still had like a like a you know a hematologist look over my 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 blood work and stuff like that. Um, in any case, they, they call me up and they're like, yes, you do have small blood cells. However, I just want to, to ask if you are of, uh, of, uh, uh, African or, or African descent or something like that. If your ancestors are from, you know, parts of Africa or, or, or the Caribbean. And I said, well, I'm, I'm Afro-Caribbean. That's my, that's my ancestry. And actually they didn't even ask me if I was from Africa or something. They just asked me what my, you know, ancestry was now that I'm remembering. I said, I'm Afro-Caribbean and she goes, okay, well, that's actually totally normal, uh, for individuals from an Afro-Caribbean background to have a, um, maybe, maybe, uh, a, a blood cell blood cells that look like this, that are a little bit smaller, uh, and B, uh, that they have a lower white blood cell count. Uh, the reason that they were saying that your count is low isn't because it's low. It's because it's low according to the standards of which we men, we measure, uh, uh, blood cells and, and white blood cells. Uh, the truth is that if you ever, you know, get sick or whatever, your body will actually produce more white blood cells in order to deal with that sickness. You're, you're, you're fine. You have regular levels for someone who's from an Afro-Caribbean background. And I was like, oh, she was like, yeah, the reason that they, they said that you, you had low levels is because they were measuring you up against the standard uh, Caucasian male. Those are where the measurements are derived from. So I heard that and I was like, oh, so this is like the IQ test because the IQ test is an example of a test that is skewed towards European, Western, Caucasian values. And thus people who are Caucasian tend to do better on them, but that's simply because the test is constructed by and for Caucasian individuals. They have different life experiences, different knowledge of history, different traditions, things like this. So they're going to know different things than other people. And they figure that the IQ test does not actually determine intelligence because the IQ test doesn't test intelligence. It tests what it covers and what it covers Western white, you know, ideas, information, stuff like that. So it's kind of like that in the sense that the measuring stick is for, I mean, and I don't mean any offense by this, the measuring stick is for white people. So I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, you're totally fine. Like, you don't have to worry. Your your blood cells are fine. It doesn't matter that they are smaller than a white person's. It's just that you're from a different area of the world. Your family, your ancestors are from a different area of the world. And that's why you have 
uh, this not condition per se, but uh, difference in your in your genetic makeup in your biological makeup. And I didn't have a problem with this. I thought that well, first off, she explained it quite well. I thought, well, you are you were meant to be a hematologist. You sound not only interested in this, but you are happy to tell me about all this. So thank you for doing your job because you're great. Um, but then I also thought, why in the world do we just have that one form of measurement? Because now I'm sort of realizing that. So like, do you mean to tell me that every single time there is a measurement that could be taken that doesn't account for my ancestry, that I'm going to have to take a day off work or go to an appointment just to have someone tell me that, oh, actually, it's because you're Afro-Caribbean. There is nothing wrong. I'm not mad, but I am thinking to myself, like, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of rubs me in a weird way, not the wrong way, but in a weird way where I'm like, wait, so let me get this right. Like this entire time, let's say that I was a kind of neurotic person, you know what I mean? And I was nervous about something like this. You mean to tell me that I could have been nervous for that entire time waiting for an appointment to tell me that I am just the way I am. And if I wasn't, I shouldn't say I am. Oh, you're just Afro-Caribbean. Nothing is wrong. We don't have Afro-Caribbean measurements in a cultural mosaic. We don't have Afro-Caribbean measurements that, that my doctor could have used to just quickly tell me that. I had to wait for an appointment and, 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 and on my break have a phone call with somebody. Or, 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 or have to take a, an hour off of work to go see somebody. All because the measurements are for one specific group of people. My question then becomes, how many other places is that the truth? Like, how many other places? Because it's like IQ. So I'm like, wait a minute. So IQ is one place where this is true. Even measurements in the in the in the doctor's office is another place that this is true. Where else are the measuring sticks for Caucasian individuals? And I don't mean to make Caucasian individuals feel bad. That's not what I'm trying to do here. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel upset, right? Because I understand that for 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 Caucasians, this is awkward. You know what I mean? A conversation like this is awkward. But uh, as an Afro-Caribbean myself, I kind of have to be the one to bring this up because nobody else is going to. No one is going to say anything about this. Everyone is just going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll just keep going like this. It's like the Caucasians are not going to have a problem. <laughs> They're my, they might not even know. Like the fact that I just said this right now, a Caucasian person might not even know that that is the truth of IQ tests or, 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 uh, medical measurements. They may have no idea that as opposed to them, I will have to go through multiple phone calls and follow-ups with the doctor just to learn that I'm normal. Whereas they will just be told that they're fine. 
Now, one is, it's not like a big deal because it's like, okay, that's like a minor inconvenience. You know what I mean? Okay, so you had a minor inconvenience because measurements are skewed for Caucasian individuals. It's not the end of the world. I understand that that is the case, but my point is more so that that's not really fair. Like, even if you want to say it's not a big deal, the fact that it's unfair in and of itself should concern you. Like, because if it's like that, with the IQ test, and I didn't know that until I had somebody tell me, and it's like that with medical measurements, and I didn't know that until somebody told me, where else is it like that? Where else is it unfair? And that's what I'm saying. Like, there are examples, there are examples of, as far as, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, those are two examples of and not in the sense, and I'm, I don't want to use the word like this because, um, because it's like, it sounds too harsh, but I don't know how else to say it. Perhaps I'll say those are examples of systemic, uh, racial bias. <laughs> I'll say it like that, that exist, that make me believe that systemic racism as they they call it could be real like in 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 a very tangible sense not just in the okay well it's implicit bias because we all know implicit bias is real systematic racism in that sense is definitely real we know that for a fact it's proven with studies but i'm talking about tangibly we have measurements that are skewed toward one group of people in multiple places that is a physical example of it. And I don't know about you, like that just freaks me out a little bit. It's just, I just think about that. I'm like, damn, like people don't even know that that's real. And it wasn't a big deal at all. Like I, I just, you know, I went back and forth with a couple of doctors for what seemed like three to five weeks. You know what I mean? And then they told me that nothing was wrong. But my whole point is that for five weeks, I had to be thinking about doing that. Whereas like a Caucasian person just, just knows that they're fine. There's all this extra work that went into being Afro-Caribbean that shouldn't have been there. And so my question sort of became, A, where else is this present? But B, specifically with respect to this, is it feasible? to have Afro-Caribbean measurements? It's gotta be, right? It's gotta be feasible. Or would that make situations much more difficult? Because I'm realizing that if you had Afro-Caribbean measurements, you'd also have to have Asian, like Asian, like Central Asian, South Asian, uh, uh, Northern Asian, like indigenous, Spanish, European Spanish, um, like, uh, South American, Mexican or whatever, like you'd have to have all of these different measurements, all these different measurements just to tell people A, B, or C, right? When it's maybe easier to just use Caucasians because Caucasians were Let's be straight here, everybody. Caucasians were the first individuals in 
Canada and the United States to actually just be citizens, right? So, um, perhaps it's just easier. I don't know. Maybe that's the argument to use Caucasians because that's what they've always used or, or that's the, their baseline in terms of a country. Oh, we, you know, at baseline, we were Caucasians and that sounds bad, but what I'm trying to say is perhaps these measurements are just a reflection of what was and not what is. And in order to change what was to what is just requires an amount of work that they're not willing to do. Maybe that's the situation. So don't get me wrong. It's like, it could, it could not be, it could, it, it may not be that like, this is some example of systemic racial bias. It could just be like, well, you know, just for convenience purposes, we can't chart every single human being that could exist, right? That that's, that there's a lot of people with different, you know, measurements and everything like that. So we just chose a baseline and we're going to stick with it. That could be it. I don't know. But, uh, perhaps that's why I was referenced towards a, uh, hematologist because a hematologist is the only person who's going to know that perhaps a regular family doctor isn't going to know what my hematologist knew. And that is why maybe the doctor doesn't even know that like my doctor, as opposed to my hematologist. But perhaps it isn't feasible to have all those different measurements, man. All I know is that I, as opposed to my Caucasian friend, went through a different experience there. In the same way that we will go through a different experience with respect to the IQ test. If we, if we both take it. So I'm not saying this is like a huge issue or anything either. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to like die on a, on a, on a, on a sword here, just trying to make this point, but literally all I really want to get across is that this is something I thought about and I don't know how to feel about it. So I don't know. You, you think about it too. Think about how you feel about it. Think about, well, where else could this be real? Cause the thing is, the thing about this kind of thing is. You don't actually know where else it's going to be real, because if you did, we probably would have dealt with it by now. This is the kind of thing that you only figure out once you actually run into it yourself. Right? They're like little, little disadvantages that you don't actually understand are disadvantages until they're explained to you. Right? So, so that's kind of that. But, uh, anyways, man, that's not really, I mean that, I don't know. Who knows? I don't even think that, that that's that big of a deal. It's like, what's whatever. It's fine.
Um, can I just say, on a completely different note, my roommate's boyfriend comes over sometimes. He's a nice guy. We'll call him Greg. This is the second time I've used Greg as an as a as a placeholder name, I think. But anyways, we'll call him Greg, okay? Dude, Greg, dude, he's like a really quiet, nice guy, super tall, relatively chill individual, but he has some cojones on him, okay? He's got some balls because I remember I was in my room the other day and I can, you know how you can tell like if the door to a room is closed, even if the door to your room is closed, the bathroom is like right, right outside. Okay. Now I heard him peeing with the door fully open. I swear, I swear the door was open and I just thought, damn, Greg, damn, you got some balls. I can't even but. I could have came out of my room at any moment. And he was just peeing with the door open. I could hear it. I was like, that is not muffled at all. That is like, that is, you have that door wide open or at least cracked. I can't even believe he did that. That is so, I, he, man, he has got some cojones. The fact that he did that, he just peed with that thing wide open, is outrageous. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about or heard of the Black Lives Matter uh, protesters outside of this hospital where these LA police were, had been had been held. Like, I guess the police were shot. They were injured, right? I think that somebody had walked up to their car and shot the both of them. I saw a video of somebody doing that. Which, by the way, that person is an absolute coward and a disgusting individual. Just to walk up to a police car with two unsuspecting police officers who haven't done anything to anybody, arguably, and just shoot both of them point blank with a gun. You're the worst kind of person. Worst kind of person. Um, but anyways, these cops are in this, this hospital and there are people outside talking about how they hope that they die or, or that other cops are next. And first let's just address that. Like the fact that people would actually say that. is awful. I mean, how did it get to a point where you hate the other side like this? Like, to the point where you literally want death? For And it doesn't even matter if they did anything. They just have to be a police officer and you want death. Are you for real? That is awful. That is terrible. It doesn't matter. Do you think, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Martin Luther King Jr. would approve of that? His whole thing 
was pacifism. Okay? And not giving people a reason. So why in the world would you ever think that a civil rights movement, Black Lives Matter as they call themselves, right? Would be okay with you saying something like that about the police. About anybody. You don't even know these people. I hope they die. You're next. You're talking about the police who aren't shot. You crazy? That's like that's like also the the other the other woman who there was a Trump supporter shot point blank at night. And and later in the night this girl with the speakerphone goes, I'm not sad that a fascist died tonight. Really? Really? Wait a minute. Do you know how they died? Do you know what happened? You Like, you don't care? You don't, it doesn't matter to you that a human being who just has different beliefs than you was shot? Oh no, it's not that they just have different beliefs than you. They must obviously be some sort of racist, some sort of horrible, inhumane, evil individual, simply because they support Donald Trump. Oh, and they're a fascist. Even if you think they're all of those things, for you to be like, I don't care that they died It's like, you don't really mean that. Like, you are too used to saying whatever you want and not having anybody push back on you in an intellectual way. Like, you're not used to having a human being explain to you why what you have said is ridiculous. Because if you had somebody to humble you verbally, you would think twice before you would say crazy crap like that. I can't even believe that. I mean, it's disgusting, but it's disgusting in a way where it's like, I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even angry. I'm just, I, I, or, or I'm just shocked. I'm like, what, what? Somebody really said that. And like, so my whole thing is, it's like, so are you done trying to convince the other side? Are you done trying to debate and argue with the other side? Are we at the point now where it's kill or be killed? In the States, what? Okay, so you're all just going to kill each other now? Is that what's going to happen? It's going to be, a, it's going to be a civil war and all the Democrats are going to die because they don't have guns. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> like, <sighs> oh my God. Is that what's really about to go down? You hope you hope the other cops are next. You don't really mean that. If you mean that, you would pick up a gun and do it yourself. But you wouldn't do that. You're just talking. Because you're used to being on social media where you can say whatever you want with impunity. You don't have you don't have any real understanding of consequence or what it means when somebody dies.
that their families feel that. Why do you think, man, why, why do you think that cartels go after people's children, for example? Because that hurts. When somebody dies, you have family. Family have to deal with that. This person's death. You don't care about that. You don't care if maybe this guy's mother or father was a Democrat. Or maybe they weren't. Maybe they were a Republican. You don't care. I don't care that a fascist died tonight. Let me ask you a question. Even if, 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 if your argument is not, well, I didn't kill him and I wouldn't tell somebody to go kill him, but I'm not sad that he's dead. My whole thing is it's like, shouldn't you be disavowing that behavior as a member of or a supporter of Black Lives Matter? Am I the only one who thinks that the fact that this has not been done is extremely concerning? You, di you didn't even disavow it? Like, it's one thing for it to go down while you're outside protesting, because that makes you look real bad. But it's a whole other thing to not even disavow the behavior publicly and post that online. Right? Which is the problem I have with Black Lives Matter. This is the next point I want to get to. Black Lives Matter hasn't said a damn thing as far as i know about riots this guy getting shot while he was out on the street the police getting shot i went to their twitter page i went to their website i didn't see anything i don't see anybody i don't see the founders of black lives matter disavowing the behavior i don't see any of that and if it exists it's not in the news What in the world? Let me get this right. You're a part of an organization. There are protests going on. As a result of your protests happening, there are people taking advantage of those protests, rioting, looting, and killing other human beings, and you don't come out and publicly disavow that behavior? That is irresponsible. That is irresponsible. You have to disavow it. You have to say, I want you to know that if you support Black Lives Matter and you want to be uh, uh, supportive of the cause for getting justice with for people like Breonna Taylor or George Floyd, if that's what you want, then you will not riot. You will not loot and you will not hurt other human beings. You can't say that. That simple statement, nobody has talked about this either. Nobody wants them to disavow this behavior, and it's crazy to me. I have heard people try to justify rioting. I think it was King Batch tried to justify the rioting. And I was like, are you crazy? Are you nuts? You need to disavow it, man. You can't, I mean, even if you want to say that you actually want them to riot, which is awful, if that's really what you want. If you really want people to riot, you're a disgusting human being. But even if that's what you want, you still have to disavow it as an organization. I mean, good God.
I can't believe it, man. I'm telling you, I, I, I wanted to support Black Lives Matter and I support the idea that black people's lives are important and that the police should not assume that black people are more dangerous just because that they are black. Okay. Really, I think that Black Lives Matter is an organization against racial profiling. That's really what they're against, as well as police brutality, generally, and the rights of LGBTQ individuals, which a lot of people don't know this, but Black Lives Matter is about a lot of stuff. They're not just about not shooting black people. They're about um, disrupting the, 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 the common conception that the nuclear family is the 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 only family that can exist okay they're about representing trans and black trans people and 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 fighting for their rights too and fighting for the rights of gay people and fighting for the rights of everybody black lives matter is like a wholesale organization like a bundle package okay they're not just about black people not getting shot there's nothing wrong with this by the way but I'm just telling you, factually, that um, they've got more than don't kill black people on their agenda. But I believe that the, the narrative that everybody is buying into right now doesn't have anything to do with that. The narrative that everybody is buying into right now is, is in my opinion, don't racially profile black people. That's basically what they're saying. Because that's the racist part, right? If you racially profile a black person, you're going to be more likely to shoot them. That's what I think it is. Which there's nothing wrong with that message. I agree with it. Do not racially profile black people because if you do, you're probably going to shoot them because you think black people are dangerous. You've given them a racial profile where you, where you perceive them as more threatening and you may shoot them when you don't need to. Or you may not feel the same guilt about shooting them that you do when you shoot someone else. Because black people are bad. Black people are gangsters. It's different when you shoot an Asian person. You know, or a white person. Asian people aren't seen as threatening. White people aren't seen as threatening. But black people, ooh. You can shoot a black person. You can shoot a young Mexican person. Probably a Chicano. That's what I think it is. That's what I think it is. It's like, look, you can't just shoot somebody because you think they might be a threat when they haven't done anything to prove that they'll be a threat. You can't just pull somebody over because you think that they may be some sort of threat to society when there's no proof that they're a threat. That's what that's what the the essence of it is and then once you you know make the mistake of thinking i need to arrest this person you can't brutalize them or kill them but an organization like that should disavow the behavior of you know f the police coming straight from the underground i hope you all die And the fact that they don't makes it so that I cannot support Black Lives Matter. 
I can support the ideology. I can support the idea. But I can't support the organization. Because the organization is doing something that in my opinion is despicable by not disavowing this behavior. Right? That's like, it's like when, it's like when Trump couldn't disavow the KKK. It was like, oh my God, this person is, is disgusting. Like they can't, like, <laughs> and I understand that it's politics. The truth is that Trump probably wanted to disavow the KKK. But he couldn't. Because if the KKK are going to vote for anybody, it's... <laughs> it's probably Donald Trump. I'm sorry, Republicans. You know it to be true. I know it to be true. The KKK are probably not going to be voting for Democrats. We know this. Okay? And every vote counts. <laughs> so look, man. I understand that it was probably just politics, but there was a chance that it wasn't. There was a chance that he really didn't want to disavow them for some for some personal racial bigotry, right? Now, or was it not the KKK, but it was uh, the leader of the KKK. I can't remember what his name is. He couldn't disavow somebody from the KKK or the KKK. Can't remember right now. But um, that's how I feel about Black Lives Matter, not disavowing all the riots and, and police should die right now. Like, that is how I, I mean, it's. It's sad that they can't disavow that. Or that they have felt that they don't need to say anything about that. As, a, as an organization facing the public, like you need to say frequently enough that you are not okay with the behavior. Anyways, man. I think, I think we've already talked about this, but, uh, We'll revisit it. We'll revisit it. The people who are tearing down statues. I actually don't think there's anything wrong with this practice, really. To tear down statues. All right. Now. The reason I don't really think there's anything wrong with it. Is because. I want to know why people who don't want those statues tear and torn down want them up still. Like, why do you even care? And why is it that statues, once erected, can never be torn down? All right. If a statue of a dictator is erected during a dictatorship, and that dictator does a bunch of nice stuff for people, but also a bunch of evil things. When that dictatorship is dissolved and a democracy comes to be, 10 years later, when they want to tear the dictator's statue down, do you have a problem with that? 
Do you have a problem with that? They were a dictator who did a bunch of evil things. Yes, they took care of some of their people, but they didn't take care of others. If that statue is torn down, is there an issue? I feel like the gut response is no. It was a dictator. Tear their statue down. Right? Maybe not even 10 years later. Maybe they dissolve the dictatorship. And tear it down right away, despite all of the, the good things that the dictator did for the country. Is there an issue there? No. So why is there an issue tearing down the statue of somebody who owns slaves? I understand that these individuals did good things. And I'm not saying we don't talk about them. I'm not saying we don't teach about who they were in textbooks. I'm not saying that we don't understand what value they brought to the country. But I am saying that maybe there comes a point where memorializing them is an obsolete practice. Perhaps memorializing them is no longer uh, desirable. Or acceptable. How would you feel if you walked by a statue every day, looked up at it, and thought, yeah, that guy owned my ancestors? That's not even something that I have to deal with. I'm just saying I can understand why somebody would want something like that torn down. It's a part of history. We're not erasing history. If you want to have a plaque explaining who the person was or whatever, I don't know. Maybe that's a nice compromise we can hit. But my point at the end of the day is we can still teach who these people are in schools. But to memorialize them is maybe the wrong decision. I don't know, and, and I guess people argue, like, where does it go, right? Where does it stop? When do you stop tearing statues down? Because <clears throat> some prime ministers, right? People like Abraham Lincoln, doesn't he have that big old, big old monument? Big old white marble monument, you know, do you, do you get rid of that too? I can see why somebody wouldn't want to. I'm pretty sure Lincoln was the one who freed the slaves. Somebody like that and a monument like that, the only reason I wouldn't get rid of a monument like that is because that is a truly unique piece of art. And beyond being a memorial to Abraham Lincoln, it is a truly unique piece of art that I think that future generations would want to be able to see. But just a general statue, like a bronze bust, no one cares if you get rid of that. That It doesn't matter. Like, the, the value of that statue 
lies only in its memorial to the individual and not in the artistic gift that it gives to everyone else who sees it afterwards. So that's why I think that you can probably tear those down without consequence. Not without consequence in the sense that it's like some, it's illegal to tear it down, right? But it's like, my point is, I don't think it would be a problem to tear those down. I wouldn't go around tearing these statues down. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I would do. All I'm saying is I get why people are doing it. And if people do it, I don't really think you should care. Just because it's like, what are you defending? You know what I mean? Like, oh, this six foot statue of this guy in history who owned slaves, but did all this other good stuff. You know, we need to respect him. He was a great man. Okay, we respected him. He was a great man and he was respected for as long as this damn statue was up. But guess what? Time's come for it not to be respected anymore. Not to say that we won't ever talk about him again. But I'm just saying he doesn't deserve a statue anymore. Nobody said that your statue had to be up for the entirety of life forever. And if you want to take the statue and put it into a museum somewhere. Like this statue was up from whatever time to whatever time. You know, you you don't have to you don't have to boil the statue up and 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 turn it into a different statue. If you want to, you know, preserve or keep the statues, but just somewhere else where it's not like a monument thing, but just like a like oh, this was a statue for whatever, whatever. You could do that too. I don't know. Maybe that's inconsistent. It doesn't make any sense. You might as well just keep the statue up instead of putting it in a museum. But. Um, I guess what I would say is, uh, statues, dude, they're not that important. Really, of all the things to care about, statues are not the thing. On both sides, after a point, after a point, man. But somebody like Christopher Columbus, for example, this guy was awful. So if they tear his statue down, do you have a problem with that? There've got to be statues of some people you can tear down. Like, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say some, some things you can't get rid of, like the Abraham Lincoln monument. I don't think you should get rid of that. You know, that's like a work of art. You need to keep that. But like a Christopher Columbus statue, <laughs> you can get rid of that, right? You know? If they made a statue of 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 uh, Kevin Spacey, and then we found out that he did all this crazy Me Too stuff with a little kid, couldn't we tear his statue down? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like all I'm saying is, there's gotta be statues you can tear down. For somebody to be like, no, you can't tear any of the statues down, and for somebody else to be like, no, we gotta get rid of all the monuments. That's ridiculous. I think that there's gotta be a way. You can be like, okay, no, we can determine like. This is a work of art. We'll leave this alone. But this guy, like, he literally, you know, I don't know, ate puppies raw. We can get rid of this guy's statue. <laughs> he ate raw puppies. <laughs> he ate raw puppies. What a horrible thing. What a horrible, horrible practice that is this man ate puppies raw 
That's horrible. Oh my god. Oh my god. Alright. Anyways. Um. I want to talk about something, um, terrible. So what is the name? Jared Kushner? I think Donald Trump's stepson. Go watch the show Dirty Money Season 2. I think the third episode is about Kushner's, Kushner's, uh, housing business. Basically, Kushner created these houses that could siphon debt money or debt uh, debt payments off of people. The way that the system would work is if you are late to paying your rent one month and your rent is $100, there'd be a $20 late fee applied to you. But no one would tell you. However, the way that this works is that that $100 that you pay, none of that goes to the late fee. So the next month, your rent is not $100, it's $120. But nobody told you that you had a late fee, so you only pay $100. And you get another late fee of $20, and so next month, you're supposed to pay $140, but nobody told you. And this keeps on going and going and going. And then six months down the line, they say, your rent this month is $300. Now, if you know anything, I think they said that most Americans can't afford an unexpected $400 expense, right? Now, rent is much more than $100. Imagine what it is exactly that these Kushner houses are doing to people. The, the, I won't ruin the Dirty Money episode for you, but they made, they made Kushner out to be someone who was doing this maybe out of necessity for his own needs, desires. And I have come to realize that money over everything is the language that the rich speak. They don't care if you have kids or if you are in school or anything, they just want their money. And they're like, if the legal system was a gun, people like Jared Kushner would be the cartel. They will come after single mothers with two kids for this money that they never told them was owed without problem, without question. They will garnish wages. They don't care. And garnishing wages is just like basically giving, giving, uh, what would it be? The courts or Jared Kushner access to the bank accounts of the individual who owes the debt and taking money off of the top of whatever they're paid. And uh, I think that the reason that they do this is because they don't 
it's almost like everything after a certain point becomes numbers to them. And there's something about people who are extremely rich, like they don't have empathy the way that you think that they would. Or if they do have that empathy, they just ignore it. Because they're not, it's like they're, it's like even if they could sell some of their properties and make the money that they need, they would rather take it from poor individuals. Because what they're after isn't really money. What they're after is power and influence. And they're doing, they're willing to do anything to get that. And so it becomes money over everything because money is how you get these things. And it's just like Tony Montana said, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. <laughs> That's his argument. If you have money, then you have power. And if you have power, then you have women. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Technically, you could have you could have all of those things, irrespective of which one comes first, technically. But whatever. Um... It's just sad that that's, that's the truth of, of business sometimes. Sometimes business is just like, I don't care that this ruins your life. I want a yacht. I mean, that's really sad. That's really sad. But that's the kind of debt that you get that makes you snap. Like, that's the kind of debt that makes people, like take a dump on their manager's desk at work and then go drive off of a bridge. That's the kind of debt, man. The kind of debt that just, it's just on your back like a monkey and you just can't get it off for years. That's the kind of debt that makes people snap. And that's, and that's the thing. Like that's how you know that some of these practices are inhumane. Because if a human being is going to do something like that, like you've really pushed them to a place that they never should have been pushed to. If a human being does anything like that, attack somebody at their workplace, try to kill themselves, then life has done some things to them that, that should never have been done to a human being. And some business practices should never have been done to human beings. But these businessmen are untouchable. And it's moments like that. It's moments like that that you wish somebody like Tony Montana would extort Jared Kushner instead of the poor shopkeep. It's moments like that that you wish that uh, there was some bully out there big enough to bully the bully. But there usually isn't. 
There usually is, and then they just get to keep doing whatever they want to do, man. And that's why you got to guard your space, man. Don't do anything stupid. Don't take any risks that you aren't prepared to lose on. If you can take a risk and know that you'll be okay, take the risk. That's like gambling. You only gamble if you're prepared to lose all of that money. Do not gamble with the intent of making money because you need it. Never do that. It's the same idea with like decisions in your life. Do not take a gamble on something that you are not prepared to lose. So if you're thinking to yourself, hmm, I know I, I shouldn't drive without my license, but I don't want to have to walk to the grocery store and it's going to be two weeks before I get my license back. Don't drive. If you know not being, if you know, if you know, if you know that getting caught without that license is going to uproot your life and ruin you, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Guard yourself, man. Because they don't care. I'm telling you, once you break like a rule or or like a or like, you know, you get into enough trouble, they just don't they don't give a damn. They don't care. All right. You got to live. You got to live like you got to live basically like as long as you're doing everything within the rules, the world is constructed to help you. Okay. But. At any moment, the universe is also looking for an opportunity to teach you a lesson the hard way. You got to live like that. Because if you don't, man, it's better to be overprepared than underprepared. Is basically what I'm trying to tell you. If you're overprepared, then you can't, like, you don't have to worry about anything. Because you prepared for everything. But if you are underprepared, man, I'm telling you that one thing you didn't prepare for that is what they're going to nail you with. So you better know everything. Every single thing you better know. You better do everything right, man. I'm trying to tell you. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is that we all need to stop. We all need to stop. Um, we all need to stop hating each other. Look, man, you need to stop saying, I hate this person and I hate that person. And I Listen to me. You know how you don't even say you love your girlfriend until you've been dating them for like six months? That's how you need to use the word hate. Okay. When it comes to people, that's how you have to use the word hate. You need to know somebody <laughs> before you can be like, I hate them. All right. I don't even hate Colby Covington. I don't even hate Donald Trump. I'm going to be straight with you. I don't hate him. I don't like him. I don't like the things that he's done. You know, I think that he's sort of a bad person for locking children in cages and not disavowing a member of the KKK, but I don't hate Donald Trump.
I don't even know the guy. If I said I hated Donald Trump, I'd really just be saying that because I think that's the that's the thing to say. That's what you should say. When people ask you whether or not you hate Donald Trump. Yes, of course I hate Donald Trump, of course. You don't hate Donald Trump? What does that mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, man. You don't hate them. Don't hate your opposition. Because that leads to nothing. If you if you hate your opposition, you cannot... There's no redemption there. Once you hate something, it's like, well... You'll never come to terms with them now. And it's just leading to just more negativity and awfulness, man. You will feel worse. The person you hate will feel worse. Everyone will feel worse when you hate them. And unless your plan is to just kill everybody on the other side. Right? Then you need to stop with this. I hate you and I hate this and I hate them and blah, 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 man. No, you don't. You need to stop it. And it doesn't have to be all oh, everybody love each other because I'm going to be straight with you. Like, there are so many human beings who I just, I mean, like, I, even if I should trust them, I don't. So I can't tell you to love everybody because that's not, that's just not even... Like, it's almost like you would say that, but you don't mean it. Just treat people good, even if they're just rude, even if they're just jerks. Just treat people good. That's it. Just treat people like they deserve to be treated. Don't be rude or unnecessarily mean or anything like that. Just treat people decent, man. Anyways, broski, that's it for me. That's it. That's it. I'm glad we did. I know the addition of my mouth does the talking. Oh, as you can tell, I'm yawning. Not even tired. I just, I don't even know. I just yawn all the time. I just yawn. It's awful. Yawning. You know what I've noticed? I've <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen my prime minister yawn. <laughs> it's like that man doesn't yawn. What in the world? I don't think I've seen him yawn or burp or eat nothing. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any politician ever yawn. Ever. Wow, that's crazy. They should yawn more. <laughs> Makes you think that they're robots or something. Anyways, man. Combat Addict out. <laughs>